الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يدلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما آتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا عن أبي هريرة رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ستكون فتن القاعد فيها خير من القائم والقائم فيها خير من الماشي والماشي فيها خير من الساعي من تشرف لها تشرفه ومن وجد فيها ملجأ أو معاذا فليعوذ به سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي ترشف الله Respected brothers, respected elders, mothers and sisters listening at home we are living in the time of fitna, fitan a time that is well described in the hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned inna min ashraati sa'a an yurfa'a al-ilmu wa yukthar al-jahlu one of the signs of qiyamah is that knowledge will be lifted up illiteracy will be prevalent posts and position will be occupied by those people who are not fully qualified for that position illiteracy will be prevalent in fact even the time of technology has been predicted by Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned in the hadith a time will come when a horse will be born he will live his life and eventually he will die without being ridden on Ab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was indicating to the time of mechanized transport at the time when the back of the horse and the backs of the camels will no longer be a necessity they will be substituted by fast cars buses trains and planes so the duty of that horse will no longer be to carry someone on its back even that is predicted and mentioned in the hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Everything is in the hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned a time will come near the day of Qiyamah when one man will be responsible for as many as 50 women. As many as 50 women. Men will be less in number, there will be a lot of females, resulting in وَيُكْثِرُ zina. Zina will be arm, it will be prevalent. وَيُشْرَبُ الْخَمْرِ Alcohol, 
people will drink alcohol like water. Alcohol consumption will be very, very high. Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam has said that men will want to behave like females. That is the reason it we see it. A lot of the time you feel that there is a man standing and it's a woman. <laughs> and sometimes you want to do parda, but you don't need to do parda because it's only a man. They will want to women will want to be active in public life. They'll want to join the armed forces. What we see today, they want to join the armed forces. Men will be like women, they, they will be no courage, bravery, valor will be taken out from them. That physical side will no longer be there. The power, the courage to go in, that's not there. Everything is technology, technology, technology. Abu Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has said, a time will come. وَلَبِسُ الْحَرِيرِ Men will want to wear silk garments, silk clothes. All these signs, so many signs. Astaghfirullah al-Azim, homosexuality, lesbianism. One of the major signs of Qiyam today, it's even in the Muslim community, unfortunately. Al-Aman, Al-Hafiz, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us. Astaghfirullah al-Azim, this is prevalent even in the Muslim society. Lesbianism and homosexuality. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saves us from such guna, such fitan. Huzur alayhi salatu wasalam has given us the cure. Marry, marry, make nikah, it is jayz. Wala hawla wala quwwata illa billah. Then turning yourselves to guna. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. These are signs that are all exposed. In reality we are living in a time what can be described as the time we are living in a time what can what we can describe as being in the shadow of the Jal. The shadow of Yajuj and Majud. The Jal is not here, but not very far. We are on its shadow already. The time of the Jal and the time of Yajuj and Majuj. Alhamdulillah information has been given about the Jal and Imam Mahdi. We can go into Yajuj and Majuj, the topic of Yajuj and Majuj. Perhaps the best place to start the topic, the subject of Yajuj and Majuj is when the Mushrikeen, the Meccan leaders, did not know how to determine the status of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, that is he the messenger, the prophet that he claims to be to be in the league of Ibrahim alayhi salam, to be in the league of Musa alayhi salam, and to be in the league of Isa alayhi salam. Is he that messenger? And the kuffar were worried they did not know what status to take Abu sallallahu alayhi wasallam to be. A lot of them said that no, he is just an imposter. Ma'azallah. 
Some of them said that he's a sahib, some of them said he's a kazib, kazab, astaghfirullah al-azim. All these false allegations on Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But when a lot of the Meccans were one by one surrendering to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the leaders were worried. After making mashwira, the kuffar, they said that let us go up to the north, north of Makkah Mukarramah. North of Makkah Mukarramah is what? Speak. Yastrib. What is it? Yes, we are supposed to be Ashik Rasul and we don't even know what is north of Makkah. Huh? We are all Ushak of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa North of Makkah Mukarramah is Madinatul Munawwara. At that time it was known as Yasrib. So they said, let us send a delegation to Yasrib. At that time in Yasrib, the cream of Jewish scholarship had taken up residence in that area. One by one, the scholars, the Jewish scholars, the rabbis, were moving out from Baytul Muqaddas to settle in Madinatul Munawwara, Madinatul Munawwara. If you ask them today the reason why your forefathers settled in the city of the Prophet, the answer will be something contradicting to the real intention. It was clearly mentioned in their scriptures. Every detail of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam was given. Even the beautiful city of Madinatul Munawwara, the description of that city was perfectly described in the Torah. And that is why they knew that Yathrib is the only city, that is Darul Hijra, the city in which Huzur alayhi salatu wasallam will migrate. So one by one, all the Jewish scholars Big, big rabbis at that time were living in Yathrib before the coming of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So the kuffar, they said that let us go to the Yahud, Yahudi people. They are the people of the book. A delegation was dispatched to Yathrib to ask all the rabbis, the scholars, the Jewish scholars at that time, asking them, that what is the position of this man born in Makkah who claims to be the Prophet, who claims to be Khatamun Nabiyyin, the seal of all the Prophets. How do we take him? Is he really a Prophet? Is there any mentioning of this man, Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, in your scriptures? The Jews have always been very, very shrewd and they said to the mushrikeen the meccans at that time that there's only one way to find out and that is to put muhammad mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam on a test test him and some questions were put forward that ab sallallahu alayhi wasallam is to answer them some of the mufassirin have said that the three questions that were asked, that was not the target of the question, but there was a hidden agenda, a hidden agenda. The question was asked in such a way 
that the target of the question was not in that question. The maqsad was not in that question. And the mushrikeen, Hadab sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, Al-kufru millatun wahidatun. Kufr is one system. Kufr is one system. Islam is one. Kufr is one. Kufr is united. We the Muslims have to unite. We are not supposed to look at skin color, differences in language. We are not supposed to look at the bank balance. All we are supposed to look at is that he is my Muslim brother. He is the follower of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That is all what we look at. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. Hazrat Bilal came from Africa. But the honor and respect that Islam gave him the first man to stand on the roof of Kaaba and to give azan. Huzur alayhi salatu wassalam could hear his footsteps before him in a dream that Bilal's footsteps he heard in Jannat. So many other incidents, alhamdulillah, where clearly Islam only judges a person by taqwa and nothing else. Subhanallah al-Azim. So three questions were put forward to Hadrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Jewish scholars. The rabbi said, the first question that you ask Huzur sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is that the people of the cave, Ashabe Kaf, a group of young men who fled to the cave to secure the Iman. And there's a wondrous story, beautiful story mentioned in the Quran. So that is the first question about Ashabe Kahf. The question was with regards to Ashabe Kahf, but the target of the question was that they wanted to know what information Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam has on the subject of the Jal. But that was not mentioned in the the question. Ashabi Kahf, that question was put forward. As mentioned earlier on, that every prophet that came in this world, Illa Anzara Qawmahu, but they warned the community of the coming of Dajjal. So the first question was with regards to the people of the cave. But the target of the question, the maqsad, the aim of it was that they wanted information about Dajjal. Masihud Dajjal, who was mentioned in their books also. Did Absalom have any information of this Masihud Dajjal, who is to come, one of the signs of Qiyamah? Mushrikeens did not know anything. And the second question put forward to Hazrat Nabi Kareem was that of the great traveler who had traveled everywhere, two ends of the world, whose name was Zulqarnain. His name is mentioned in the Quran. Very few names are mentioned in the Quran. One is Zulqarnain, one is Luqman, and one is Hazrat Zaid, excluding the Prophets, Anbiya alayhi salatu wassalam those who are non-prophets, 
حضرت مریم علیہ السلام حضرت لقمان حضرت زید صحابی رسول سبحان اللہ حضرت اللہ سبحان So the second question that they were to ask Aap sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is that tell us about the great traveler. And remember we are going back 1,423 years ago. There were no books written, no computer, no internet, no nothing, no information, no ink like what we have, no printers. Subhanallah. At that time testing Aap sallallahu alayhi wa sallam born in the desert. So we have to picture ourselves and we have to go back at that time, how it must be for the companions and the difficulty that Aap had to go through. In the second question, though the question is aimed at Hazrat Zulqarnayn, but there is a hidden agenda, the target of the question is that they wanted information on Yajuj and Majuj. Yajuj and the third question put forward to Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was a direct question, did not have any hidden agendas. Ask Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about the soul. Because at that time the great debate took place. What is the soul? Is it part of the body? Is it not part of the body? What is it? Is it something physical? Has it got color? Can you touch it? All sorts of questions. So, ask Muhammad about the soul. These are the three questions put forward to Hazrat Nabi Kareem and the Mushrikeen want to take imtihan of Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allahu Akbar Before we go again deep into that subject of Yajuj and Majuj just to make things clear that all the three questions are mentioned in the Quran and have been answered Alhamdulillah in the way they are the only difference is that two questions are in one surah and the last question about the Ruh is in a different surah. So that there are three questions there, but not all three are put together in one surah. The question about the Ruh is in the 15th para, Surah Banu Israel. And the question of Ashabi Kahf and Zulqarnayn is in Surah Al Kahf. And like I said, that there is an indication in the story of Ashab Kaf about Dajjal. But the mu'ajizah of the Quran is that explicitly there is no mentioning of Dajjal. No mentioning at all. But yet, Huzur alayhi salatu wa salam has said that if you read Surah Kaf, you will be protected from the fitna of Dajjal. So the hidden agenda was already revealed to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Three questions were put forward. Ashab-e-Kaf, that was not the real question. They wanted information on the Jal. And then Yajuj and uh, Zulqarnayn, and they wanted information on Yajuj and Majuj. The third one was 
the basic question about ruh. So uh, the question of ruh is in the 15th para, and the other two questions are in Suratul Kahf. Mufassirin have said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has separated the, the three questions, two in one surah and the ruh in another surah, is that to understand Suratul Kahf, one has to understand Suratul Banu Israel. So you have to have an understanding of Suratul Banu Israel, the 15th para, to understand the 16th para in which Surah Kahf is. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. All the questions are there. We will start off from the third question put forward to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And all the mushrikeen, they came to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Okay, if you are the Prophet, we want to take your imtihan. And that is why it's very easy to fire a question. Very easy. The difficult task is to speak and to give information. Answering everything is very, 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 very difficult. And Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the tawfiq. Scholars are there. They have worked extremely, extremely hard. I see, mashallah, a big audience here. Muslim brothers, young Muslim brothers, and even sisters listening at home. One thing for sure, one thing for sure. Taqlid is na'mah. Taqlid is na'mah. I'm always repeating this. So, it takes, alhamdulillah, firm roots in the heart. Taqlid is na'mah. Whatever you do, if you follow Imam Abu Hanifa, don't even think about following anyone else. If you're following Imam Malik, don't even think of following anyone else than Imam Malik. If you're following the fiqh of Imam Shafi'i, be firm on the fiqh of Shawafi. If you're following the fiqh of Imam Ahmed bin Hamad, rahmatullahi, be firm. Subhanallah Because we haven't got that understanding, my respected brothers. The fuqaha have worked so hard, so hard. Marana Zulfiqar Sahib, he is the Khalifa of Marana Ulam Habib Sahib. He lives in New York. A lady rang him up and said that she was an Arab lady. And she said that, Sheikh, you speak Arabic? So, Marana Zulfiqar Sahib, he's an engineer and also an alim. MashaAllah, that is what we need. We need professional people. He's an engineer and also an alim. Alhamdulillah, we have friends in London who studied with us in Darul Ulumbari, qualified alim, hafiz, and aqari, and lawyers. Alhamdulillah, there is a change in the society today. Alhamdulillah, and that is what we need. And we need professional people also who become doctors to make sure that they have a clear understanding of Islam. We cannot separate, separate the two. So she rings and she says that, Sheikh, you speak Arabic. So Maulana Saab said that, yes. And again, there's also this controversy, is Maulana the right word? Is Maulana the right word? Believe me, it's the right word. It is the right. There's no problem with it. Sheikh, Sheikh is used in the Arab part of the world to describe an alim. But yet, Sheikh is also a description that is describing a prophet in the Quran. Innahu Shaykhun Kabirun. Innahu 
شیخن کبیر اب یعقوب علیہ السلات والسلام لنگویسٹکلی وی آلسو نیڈ ٹو ہیو اے لاٹ آف نالج آف دا عربک لینگویج اٹس ناٹ سم تھنگ دیٹ یو کین جسٹ اسپیک آؤٹ سو شی تو مولی صاحب مولی صاحب یو نو دس حدیث لا صلات الا بفاتحت الكتاب دیٹ دیر از نو نماز انلیس یو پری سورت الفاتحہ دیر از نو نماز یہ نماز از انویلڈ بٹ انٹل یو ریڈ سورہ فاتحہ مولی صاحب سے دیئے سب کو سائے ہرڈ آف دا حدیث سنو ہے نا خالد تو بالکل ہائی ہرڈ آف دا حدیث شی سیڈ دیٹ اول دین نو فینس ٹو دا ہنفی پیپل بٹ اکارڈنگ ٹو دا فقہ امام ابو حنیفہ از دیٹ اف یو فالو دا امام دا سکالرز آف احناف سی دیٹ یو آر نوٹ ٹو ریڈ قرآت behind the imams because you listen to the imam quietly I'm not going away from my topic Alhamdulillah it is part of the topic and the reason for that is the ayat of the Quran وَإِذَا قُرِيَ الْقُرْآنَ فَاسْتَمِعُوا لَهُ وَأَنْصِتُوا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ is the verse of the Quran that when the imam is reading or anyone who is reading the Quran فَاسْتَمِعُوا then listen وَأَنْصِتُوا and stay quiet لَعَلَّكُمْ تُرْحَمُونَ so that is why When the Imam is reading Qiraat, you are not supposed to read Surah Al-Fatiha. So she is arguing, she says, she's saying that how can that be when Huzur alayhi salam, the Prophet has said that your namaz is invalid but with Surah Fatiha. So how are we going to answer her? Prophet Maha Zulfikar Sahib says, okay, she is being very, very stubborn. So Prophet said to her that, I assume that you are also an Arab, you speak the Arabic language, she says yes. Other said, have you heard of this hadith, Man taraka salatan muta'ammidan faqad kafar? And she said, yes, of course I have heard of this hadith. That if you miss your salat intentionally, then you have become a kafir. Faqad kafar. She said, yes, I have heard of the hadith. So, Marana Sahib says, tell me truthfully, has there ever been a time where you have missed your Salat? And she said, yes, I have. According to that, your Nikah breaks according to the Hadith. She got very angry. How can that be? Because of the Hadith. Huzur alayhi salam has said that if you miss your Salat intentionally, you become kafir. So if you become a kafir, your Nikah has... There's no more nikah. You have to remarry. Have you remarried? And she said, no. And then she's arguing with the Sheikh, no, 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 Sheikh, the meaning of the hadith is not this. The Sheikh is saying, what is the meaning? The meaning of the hadith is that if you miss your salah intentionally, it is something that will slowly take you to kufr. So Hazrat is saying, exactly, that is what I'm trying to tell you. That every hadith has some form of classical meaning to it. Subhanallah. You cannot just take the literal meaning of the hadith and take your point out. And she understood straight away. So that is why my respected brothers, taqlid is what? Great na'ma. Make sure you stay firm in taqlid. Any brothers, 
who have any form of problem with what I'm saying, inshallah ta'ala, I'm here as an imam all the time, inshallah ta'ala, and even after the dua, you can sit and we can talk on this subject if there is a problem with anyone. I don't want anyone to interject while whilst the dust is on. But after that, inshallah, dua, anybody can come and talk. We can talk about it. It is very, very important. Three questions were put forward to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam about the Ruh, about Zulqarnain, and about Ashabi Kaf. Going back to the third question, a simple question put forward to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam, a simple answer given. They said, What is Ruh? Subhanallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed, Qul, say, O oh Muhammad, you don't have to go in detail with these people. Don't waste your time. Qul, ruhu min amri rabbi. Say to them that the ruh is the commandment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. This is the beauty of Islam. You take it or you leave it. Qul, ruhu min amri rabbi. Nothing, no explanation. What is ruh? Ruh is the amr, is the commandment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said, وَمَا أُوتِيتُمْ مِنَ الْعِلْمِ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا Say to them, O Muhammad, وَمَا أُوتِيتُمْ أَنْتُمْ وَأَنْتُمْ 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 That all of you, all of you Jews, and all of you Mushrikeen, the juhala that were there, what capacity do you hold to question Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa ma utitum your knowledge compared to the knowledge of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is nothing. Your knowledge is very little compared to the knowledge that I have blessed and given to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just gave a very mukhtasar jawab and challenging the Jews that look, you want information, come to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who is not even a Jew. Who is not even a Jew. And they were so proud of their background, of their Jewish origins, that even when they saw the beautiful face of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it was crystal clear to them that this is Khatamun Nabiyyin, the same beautiful prophet described in the Torah, but yet no, because he is an Arab and we are Jews, we are not to accept him and take him to be the prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Going back to the first question now, Ashabe Kaf. Ashabi Kahf is also mentioned, but yet to cause more confusion for the Jews at that time. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not mentioned the Jal in the story of Ashabi Kahf at all. But yet, full information of the, the youth, the young men of Kahf, the people of the cave, is mentioned in Suratul Kahf. Some of the scholars have the habit in the olden days is that if they wanted to send a letter, a private letter, obviously they'd send someone that, to go and hand this letter to him. There was a possibility that some people are so inquisitive. What are they? <laughs> very, very inquisitive. Uh, just taking Hazrat's letter. Nobody's looking. <laughs> Take it back. Uh, who's watching? Who is watching? Allah is watching. Who is watching? Allah is watching. 
this is taqwa, this is amanat, you know. And some people have that habit that, okay, so you have given a letter, take it. Give this letter to so and so, two miles, three miles outside of Leicester, go. And he is questioned, what is in that letter? What is in that letter? What is in that letter? Slowly, eventually, the shaitan, Allahu Akbar, plays with him. He makes the guna of opening up the letter. So the shuyukh, what they would do, is they would write the word Qitmir. What? Qitmir. You listening, is it? Qitmir. What is it? Qaf, boy. Big Qaf. Qitmir. And who is Qitmir? The shuyukh have mentioned that Qitmir is the name of the dog that accompanied the people of the cave. The name of the dog. And because the dog was protecting the people of the cave at that time, according to Tajruba, some of the experience that the scholars have, that if you write Kachamir, inshallah, with safety, it's going to be a recorded delivery. <laughs> it's going to be a recorded delivery. So, can you write a Tawis? The lady is living in London. And old lady, of course, she used to have a lot of headaches. So I said, well, no problem, inshallah, I will write for you, the tawis. I wrote the tawis, put it into the envelope, sellotaped it properly, all the way around, sellotaped it, <laughs> making sure, and even the wife is telling me that this envelope looks a bit weird, you know, one side is all quite big. I said, it's the tawis for this old lady, she's suffering from headaches. And when I posted the letter, first class stamp, of course, I phoned a brother after a few days. So I said to him, did you get the amanat, the tawis? Because, Malisab, you won't believe it. I got your letter, your envelope, but it was all empty. There is no tawis. It's well sellotaped. Well sellotaped. But there is no, no tawis. I said, well, now, uh, now I know what is happening. I said, fine. He says, can you write me? I said, no, I don't want to write anything. So he said to me, okay, I'm going to come on a Sunday. Can you write something? I said, inshallah. And this is what happens sometimes, you know, even when you sellotape things, it just goes away. So, right? Another Tawiz was written for one brother, and I put it in the pocket, and I said, it's a promise. It's all done. It's in my pocket. You can come and pick it up. I empty my pocket. And we are in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is no exaggeration. And the Tawiz is not there. And it is not there. So we have all sorts of makhluk working around. And everything is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But our aqidah should be firm. We only make ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we only take help. So if we are writing a ta'weez, it is not words of shirk, but these are the verses of the Qur'an and the hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, like how the doctor prescribes medication for you. Our intention should be that pure is given only by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ashab-i-Kahf, and going back to the word Qitmir, that was the name of the dog. That explanation is given, but no information of Dajjal explicitly is in Surah Kaf. 
Now, the middle question which is of Hazrat Zulqarnain. وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنْ Zulqarnain. And they question you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, of Zulqarnain. Imagine the knowledge that our sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had. قُلْ سَيْهُ مُحَمَّدِ سَأَتْلُوا عَلَيْكُمْ مِنْهُ ذِكْرًا I will give you information of the great traveler whose name was Zulqarnain. Zulqarnain comes, the word Qarnain comes out from the word Qarn. And Qarnain means two things. Singular is Qarn. And when you want to say something, that, that is two of the same item, you say Qarnain. Qarn means horn. And if you say Qarnain means two horns. And another meaning of Qarn is age, and Qarnain means two ages. The Mufassirin have mentioned there is a possibility that the Khidma which Zulqarnain did, that is connected to the two ages, one in his time and one the time later on to come. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him a lot of power. He was a great wali, great muttaqi. Muslim believer in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah praises him and he says Inna makkanna lahu fil ard wa ataynahu min kulli shayin sababa Verily we established him on the earth and we gave him the means of everything With this ayat karima we can understand that Hazrat Zulqarnain was perhaps the superpower of his time Everyone knew him very very well they all knew who Zulqarnain was, a great traveler. He had a massive army, great strength, great power. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help was with him wherever he went. For Atba'a Sababa, the Quran is saying that he took one position, he took one direction, he came to an area. He came to this area where the sun sets. Where does the sun set? In the? In the east? In the? In the west. Stay away, Kaumat. Inshallah. The sun sets in the west. So he got as far as the west and the there was no possibility for him to continue his journey because now there's only water, ocean. He got as far as the west where the sun sets and it, even that area is described. There were people there living and the land was of black muddy water. With his powerful army came to that area and he saw this community that was there. At that time, subhanAllah, the next verse, very very important and I won't take much of the time because the subject of Yajuj and Majuj is connected with Hazrat Zulqarnain. So we have to understand the position of Hazrat Zulqarnain to go into the subject of Zulqarnain and it's a long subject. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taking imtihan of Zulqarnain because of the power that was given to him and that community was there. That community was alien to Hazrat Zulqarnain. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to Zulqarnain, Kulla ya Zulqarnain, imma an tu'azziba wa imma an tattakhira fihim husna. For the power that I have given you, what are you going to do with this community? 
with these people that are here. Are you going to punish them or are you going to be kind to them? Subhanallah. When the power is based on faith, then it is mercy for every single individual, Muslim or non-Muslim. Hazrat Zulqarnayn said, Amma man zalama. Anyone who makes zulm in that community, anyone who is an evil person, who is an oppressor, for sawfa nuhazibuhu, then I will punish him. Thumma yuraddu ila rabbihi fa yuhazibuhu azab al-nukra, and he is saying, I will punish him in this world with the power that Allah has given me, the oppressors. And then when they return to their Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they will be punished there by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So first, I will punish them, and when they go back, they will get punished by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This ayat karima should be a ta'weez, or should be written on a frame, and Allah Akbar put into the palace of all these great leaders, for them to read what it makes to be a great leader. That they stop those who oppress, those who make zulm, subhanallah. And Hazrat Zulqarnayn continues to say, ثُمَّ يُرَدُّ إِلَىٰ رَبِّهِ فَيُعَذِّبُهُ عَذَابًا نُكْرًا Anyone who is pious, obviously he will be rewarded. Respected brothers, inshallah, we can stop at this ayat karima The next ayat karima demands a lot of time and a lot of explanation and as we go into the subject of Yajuj and Majuj how Hazrat Zulkarnain encounters Yajuj and Majuj inshaAllah ta'ala we can continue with that subject next week if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills Allahumma inna nasaluka al-afwa wal-afiyata fi dunya wa l-akhira Allahumma inna nasaluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyyuka abduka muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min shari ma sta'alaka minhu nabiyyuka abduka muhammadun sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa anjal musa'an wa alayka al-balaa wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billah sami'na wa ta'ana gufranaka rabbana wa ilayka al-masir bi rahmatika ya arhamar rahim